0: Welcome back to another episode of Sartorial Splendor. As-salamu Hello, everybody. You're still alive, hopefully. I mean, if you died, you wouldn't be able to listen to this anyways, but I'm assuming you're all alive. And I have two guests with me today for some miraculous reason. I was able to sucker Amina in for another episode of this. <laughs> and we also have Manahil from, if you'd like Perfume to introduce Realm. yourself. Hi, guys. This is Manahil from Perfume Realm. And she's a first timer and also didn't know what she was getting into when she agreed to do this. But you know, I keep getting lucky and they keep saying yes, so I'll keep extending invites. I'm excited. So um if you want to go ahead and tell us your platforms, where we can find you.
1: manahil can can go first.
0: Okay, sure. Hi
2: guys. So Anna uh, you can find me on Instagram. It is perfume.realm. I post there a lot. I'm very active over there. And then over on YouTube, I am Perfume Realm as well. Definitely check me out over there. I am growing slowly but surely. So I would love to see you guys over there.
1: And for me, assalamu alaikum, guys. My name is Amina. I was on the last week's show. Um, I am on Instagram as well as Amina.dico. And on YouTube, I am Experiencing Fragrances with Amina and I told you guys last time it's a long name I know but it is kind of what my channel is about um, and also Manahu I want to tell you congratulations on 1k I saw that thank that's you huge so much. that's awesome I was
2: freaking out honestly about that I'm sure. like a, oh my god I was jumping up and down so thank you Alhamdulillah I reached it I reached yes. it didn't think I would but I did so did. 5k here we come
0: So those are our two guests today. Um, I invited them specifically because after we had finished the last time I had Amina on, we were kind of talking about, you know, what it's like being a Muslim woman in FragCom and kind of this realization that, oh, there's more of us than I thought there were that are very active. And I was kind of like, you know, maybe you would like to come back and we could get other people on here, you know, particularly women to talk about, you know, Your space in FragCom, because um, it was something I talked to when I had Kia on, we were talking about the space that I was wanting to profile when I was profiling, you know, the five of you originally was far more inclusive than I think what some people may have an outward first glance appearance of FragCom as, is like overly white and overly male (laughs) (laughs) and overly creed obsessed. I'm never going to let that go. I'm never going to let my vendetta against Creed Aventus go. That's just going to be like a reoccurring thing on Sartorial Splendor. Sorry, y'all. Um, no,
1: no, I get it. I totally
2: it's get it. Earworm, so, yeah, I understand. Um,
0: But there, you know, what I really liked and Kia and I talked about this was there is this growing community within FRAGCOM, though, that is not white and male. And it is Um, I told, I said it to her, it's like it is very inclusive in that sense of like, no, we're not fighting for a limited amount of seats at the table. It's we're making a bigger table and bringing more and more seats in. And we're just trying to give everybody as big a platform as we can, because we like hearing from everybody. Every, you know, you find out more fragrances that way you find out more about other sartorial items that way. Mm -hmm. So I was really interested in, you know, getting at least the first of these up and running. I know um, Jen is going to be doing another episode with me as well. So Yay. Um, I do want to start off, though, before we get too far into it. We do have a thing on here that's called scent check. So it's, what are you wearing today? Um, I had a mishap when I had with Kia. Um, I wound up shattering a sample, so I was wearing something inadvertent. Um, Hopefully none of the (laughs) the two of you have (laughs) an issue with that today. No, thank. you. Whatever you are wearing is uh, completely and utterly on purpose and intentional. (laughs) One piece. So yeah. uh, which one of you would like to go first?
2: I can go. Okay. Yes. So I actually have it here, you know, right at the tip of my fingers. Uh, this is Juvinci's and I, I hope I'm saying this right, Le Interdit, but mm. I'm probably not saying it right. And I recently got this and it's delicious. It's really, really good. If anyone is familiar with La Belle from uh, Jean Paul Gaultier, it has the same type of pear. And then it also has a lime in the opening, which really, to me, is giving it kind of a grape vibe, like a grape accord, which is really interesting. And it's a very sweet tuberose scent as well. So I'm really enjoying it, actually. I was surprised by how much I've been enjoying it. So, yeah. That sounds really nice. And what's your
1: intentional scent of the day? For me, I'm actually trying one... um, from okay fine fragrances oh you got them i did i got the discovery set and so far so good this is the first one that i'm actually wearing fully and i'm wearing the patchouli aged and rum oak barrel and i'm really liking it so far it's obviously patchouli but on my skin it's kind of chocolatey it kind of leans gourmand, in my opinion. I, I can't recall what the notes are, but there's definitely some vanilla, some just a lot of sweetness in there, but not cloying. I mm-hmm. felt comfortable wearing it today, and you know, it it's really hot over here. Um, but to me, my favorite part of it is the fact that it smells like cocoa, like this beautiful chocolatey ness. I love it. So far, so good. I, I, actually, know, I think you're the one who um, yeah, Corey, the one who introduced I, me to this.
0: Because you were looking for uh, some U.S. indie.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So, I'm really happy with it so far. Thanks for that recommendation.
0: Yay. I like when recommendations go, well, I'm always terrified. If, if I recommend something to somebody and they hate yeah. it, I'm going to be like, oh, now it's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> so I am wearing um, Penhaligans. Much Ado About the Duke. Ooh, nice. Ooh. So, uh is maybe my favorite house. It's certainly oh, wow. the one I have the most uh, fragrances f- from, but this one, it's a very lovely um, just gin and leather and rose combo. Oh, wow. That sounds really good. That does sound really nice. It's very, very classy. It just smells very classy and... I mean, Amina and I kind of talked about, we both enjoy a leather note and I also love boozy fragrances. So mm-hmm. this is just blended very, very nicely with some rose and a hint of, um, pepper. Oh,
2: that yeah, really.
0: sounds really good. So I, I. I
2: you the boozy fragrances then? Cause you said rum and then I think you might've said rum too, right, Corey? I'm not sure. Gin. You had gin. Is yours boozy then, Amina? Um, slightly, um,
1: I know with OK Fine Fragrances, their whole thing is that they age their perfumes in like barrels that were used for rum, uh, whiskey and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, there, of course, are other ingredients, mm-hmm. but they do age them in these barrels. So when I first saw that and I was thinking, oh, maybe these are going to smell like really, really boozy. They do have like a boozy tinge to them. But I mean, I guess you would categorize it as boozy, but it's not one of those where it's kind of off-putting like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. We yeah. smell like a flask, you know. It's not like that. It's I think it's beautifully done, at least in this one. And I'm sure in the Penhaligans one. Uh is also one of my favorite houses. So yeah, I'm sure they'll do it very well. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Do you wear a lot of boozy scents, or is it not quite a note area that you prefer?
2: Me? Yeah. Um, actually no, I really do enjoy boozy fragrances and I like the way that you can play around with them, where you know. I mean, I said of hers is just a tinge of it, and you yours is like a really nice boozy one. I my favorite would be like a really nice, like almost gourmand booziness, like a yeah. liqueur type of a thing. Mm. I really like that more, like syrupy something like that. It just adds a different element, and um, I've recently kind of started diving into, it and I have been like, you know, I
1: think so. you'll like this one. This well, have uh, you tried? One of
0: creation e from roja okay have i tried that yeah
2: no i have not you
0: need to try that really i'm out of samples to send though Shoot. (laughs) Corey (laughs) sent (laughs) me a
1: sample she sent me a sample of it and i just got i finished it yesterday and i really
2: i loved it it's worth the hype
0: that is the only out of the five i think that is worth the hype okay Okay. yeah Yeah. (laughs) I, i i loved it
2: I've been so, like, you know, the prices already are like, Ooh, okay. Hurrah. But um, I also think that's great. Is it just a hype? Is it going to be like a Creed Aventus type of a thing? Which, I mean, Creed Aventus isn't bad, but it's just it's over. It's not
1: bad. It's overhyped, yeah. And I, I totally get it because I'm kind of new on this Roja Dove thing. And I now have a couple in my collection and mm-hmm. I adore them. And I think that they're absolutely mm-hmm. stunning. And Creation E is gonna be joining my family soon. <laughs> but um it's one of those that yes, prices are definitely haram, as Cory would say. But um the quality in it is spectacular. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean it's it's luxurious, it's opulent, it's you can it smells like money. Yeah. So if you smell it, you already know it's gonna be expensive. That's mm-hmm. how, you know, it's so it's crafted elegantly. It's really good it's really good.
0: I don't know if you, if you're familiar with a lot of fragrances that have a cognac note in it. Um, but this is maybe one of the best handled cognac notes in a fragrance I've personally, um, tried out. Mm -hmm. I know there've been others that I've tried just because they have cognac notes in it, because I like seeing how people, how different houses will handle boozy notes. And, uh, this definitely is maybe the best one I've seen that's handled a cognac note. I know I tried, uh, what was it? Fleurs Ciano. I don't think I know that one. I tried that the other day and I was just like so disappointed. Like the cognac note is a lie. It is a straight up lie. (laughs) Like it is not in there. That is a description that is full of lies. I could not make out a cognac note and I was so disappointed. But this one is just like a very clear authentic smelling good cognac and i know this is weird because like we're muslims and we don't drink but me as a revert and a recovering alcoholic i do know what cognac tastes like and smells like and this is legit it's so funny yeah, that you said okay. that because um one of my friends
2: i remember i was describing a scent as really boozy and i i don't drink and but all of my friends do. She's Serbian and she goes really hard when she drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Is that even allowed in your religion? Like to have a boozy fragrance? like, think Yeah, I think it's allowed to have a boozy fragrance. Like it's just a note in the perfume, but that's like right. my view.
0: This is something I want to talk about because I've right. seen so many non-Muslims ask this very, I mean to me it's like duh, but there's a question they ask, are Muslims allowed to wear Perfume because it has ethyl alcohol in it. Yeah, <sighs> we're not I, we're not I, drinking it. You can't exactly. get drunk off of it. Exactly, you die mean, from medicine it.
2: Medicine has alcohol in it too. You know, it's, or right when you're wiping a wound, it's going to have alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. It's what it, it's. I think it's whatever makes you intoxicated is the mm-hmm. point of it. Like Islam, I think is a pretty direct religion, and I think it's like if you're getting intoxicated and like you know out of your senses that type of drinking, anything ingested is, like, where the problem starts. Right, right, right. Right. right.
0: And again, like, I know for people who aren't Muslim, um, there is still, and this is something I've learned as a revert with my non-Muslim friends, that I've realized they think Islam is a very everybody thinks the same way and has the exact same way of worship and school of thought, and I'm having Mm -hmm. to explain to people no, no, there are very... (laughs) The same thing with Christian denominations, um, right. you know, because I grew up Christian is like there are as many different ways to Islam as there are to Christian. So um, yeah, I, I would not say, Oh, well I went and saw this online. So obviously this is how it must be for everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely.
1: You know, there's different, uh, different levels to everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also with just religion in general, Um, you know, they have books and they have like the way of life and you should do X, Y, Z and blah, blah, blah. But I think ultimately, uh, for each individual, it should depend on how you interpret it. Right. So just because it says this, like there, you know, I I spoke to a lot of people in different religions and a lot of the times, you know, people don't. Maybe not agree with things 100% with what's in the book or what is written. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately, it's just how, like I said, one interprets it. And as long as they can follow up by that and they're happy, then it is what it is. So there's always levels to these things, mm-hmm. you know.
2: And I, ju- I just feel like sometimes people start to police others. And it's exactly. like, you you know, I mean, the whole concept of Islam is that like you're you have a direct relation with Allah and he should be the only one who's judging you and how... Highest you are, and you know, where you stand in that. And I do think that sometimes that happens, like within just the Islamic community itself, not even mm-hmm. from other people. And you know, it, and it makes it seem like it's a divided religion. And I don't, I think we are united, but we definitely have our own experiences. And we take, you know, there's something, there's a hadith, it's in the malamano bin which means deeds are judged by motives. So it's all about intention. Exactly. So, Yep. You know, that's just kind of what I boil it down to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you.
0: Well, and but you know, you have those assumptions, like I said, in FragCom of those questions that, you know, the three of us might eye roll over like, oh, can you guys wear fragrance because it has alcohol in it? Like, But mm-hmm. I understand is like from my friends who reacted to me reverting, it was a genuine question.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Um, Actually, that's a really good point because I feel like sometimes maybe when you, you know, when you're the expert of something or you think Mm -hmm. you're the expert of something and someone else mentions it, you're like, oh, that's such a silly question. But I actually think it is a pretty valid question. I mean, they've heard that, you know, alcohol is haram for Muslims and then they see us using products with alcohol in it. And if you're a perfume lover, then it's all around us all the time. So, I, I mean, I guess actually that is a very... Valid question. Like I yeah, think,
0: I think, I
1: think it, like those in those situations, it's a perfect opportunity to educate and to mm-hmm. make people aware, yeah. um so that they have a better understanding as well. You know,
0: I think my issue comes in is when you have non-Muslims answering and speaking yes. over the Muslims like, in the <laughs> yeah. thread who are trying to be like, "No, yeah. it's fine." Well, I read this online. I was like, "Okay, that's where I start to have a problem."
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's well that percent. I feel like is just disrespectful in a way. Like mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It's like it's not your place to
1: say. Yeah. You know, especially if you say, Oh, I read it online. It's like, well, there's every anything is online. Anyone can yeah. put anything there. And just because you saw it online doesn't make it true. So
0: mm-hmm. you might
1: as well seek, you know, answers from someone who personally is involved or personally has experience with it.
0: hmm Yeah, that's something that Sahar, she's my co-host on That's Haram, that's the the other podcast we have where it's specifically about, you know, Muslim topics of, we approach it from like, you know, she was, quote unquote, born Muslim, raised Muslim, I'm a revert. So we approach it from two different angles of... Mm you know, like hijab or, you know, we have an episode called the Baconator episode where we just try to answer a lot of like, can you eat pork? Why are, why is that Muslim person eating pork? And we're going over a lot of like, there is no one true way to Muslim type of thing. And it's, it's interesting when you see those comments come up, like, this is something I talked to Amina about as well. There was a specific fragrance group that I'm not going to name, but there was a discussion on there about fragrances that were popular in the Middle East, especially with, um, you know, Arabic, Persian, um, Turkish women from the different regions. And this knothead comes in here and he cherry picks a very specific part. And I think it was a Hadith. I can't remember now. I remember I was angry because he was basically implying that any woman who wears a stronger perfume is a slut, okay. and there were a few of us that had answered and like, well, that's a very cherry-picked interpretation. This is actually what it means. And he goes, well, you're women, and I trust the imams over you. And then we found out he wasn't even Muslim, and he's like, what? I can't comment on this. And it's just like, really? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> Not really. Moms over us. We are the believers. It's not like the Imams are the only ones who are Muslim. Like, that doesn't. I do know. Yeah. Understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's ignorance. That's all. That was pretty been, ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was I would say it pretty ignorant. It was so, ignorant
0: and kind of, I mean, it had me cheese, but at the same time, you know, this is a point that Amina brought up afterwards. It's like, there is a vibrant fragrance culture in Islam.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do you mind if I stop? Go for it. So, um, this is what my mom actually told me and then I read up on it, like the holy prophets, he would uh, actually like, you know, suggest wearing on Friday for Friday prayers, perfume, like fragrance. He really liked fragrant things. Um, you know, when a Muslim passes and they put them in their shroud and everything, they will put a certain fragrance on. So actually fragrance is very well loved in Islam um, because it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a, yeah, it's a thing of beauty and it's kind of, yeah I don't know that's what I you know yeah
1: I was telling Corey last time as well I mean I spent some time in the Middle East like for work and stuff and if you go to the malls or any public area where there's a lot of people all you smell in the air is just perfume Mm -hmm. and not like light airy floral perfumes really spicy thick heavy sweet beautiful fragrances everywhere you go they have shops so so many perfume shops in the malls over there. It's it's yeah. really, I enjoy it because, I you know, we love fragrances. So when I saw that or when I experienced that, I was like, wow, like this is, it's nothing like what you would find here in the States. Yeah. Like it's part of culture of, you know, of that side of the world. And I think it's beautiful. They even, even have like oud burning in the air. Like they have little kiosks, you know, like over here. Mm -hmm. at the malls they have kiosks that sell like cell phone cases and chargers and all that stuff they have them where they sell like frankincense and oo chips and stuff like that so while you're walking through the halls of the mall there's just all these aromas Mm -hmm. in the air it's absolutely stunning but i mean for that person to say you know loud fragrances equals you being a slut that makes absolutely no sense at all and, and I can see off. how it bothered you,
2: Corey. I, it would have yeah. pissed me off too. Yeah.
0: And it all well, had initially, to come back to a
2: moment too. For, That's
0: the, I mean, exactly. for me really quick, uh, as a revert, I am used to a lot of well-meaning, like well-intentioned good faith questions now, even though I'm kind of like, really? Do you have to ask me that? Um, so I initially was just like, well, okay, maybe you saw this. And because like you said, you can find anything online. And I've come from the thing, I've come from an angle of, well, you know, here, like Amina said, you can educate. So I initially was like, well, that's a very cherry picked way. And another person joined in and we were explaining, you know, it means if you specifically wear this, when you're trying to trot out and pick up a dude, specifically a married dude. Intention. Yeah. And that's when he started, well, the imams. And then I'm like, oh, you're one of those.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And like, you know, there's some that want to be educated, like they will say like a, you know, they could say something very ignorant, but that's just like literally out of ignorance. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that they're closed off to, you know, Mm -hmm. learning about it. And clearly, you know, maybe that could have turned into a discussion with that guy, but you could see where he's coming from with his question. And I feel like that was more like an attack or like, he's very firm in his mind that that's, you know, what it means. So, you definitely, I think, run at, I'm sure you have Corey like run into like people who have, who want to learn and then the ones who just already have their minds made up.
1: Yeah. But usually you see that in the approach of mm-hmm. how they come to you with that question or how they word that question. If someone is genuinely curious, you know, they'll come at you in a more, like a more friendlier um you know, a way willing to learn. But when you have people who say stuff like that, obviously, that guy, I feel like, honestly, I mean, I can't take people like that seriously. Yeah. So I think yeah. that he was probably just saying it to ruffle some feathers. You know, there are people like that in the world who just like to see drama unfold. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that particular person in that group, that was his goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And, you know, credit to the mods, they deleted that Good. entire thread. So. I mean, obviously, he was pretty blatant in what he was doing, but it's one of those, especially, like, if you're a woman in FRAGCOM already, it feels like there is a certain type of person that dominates the space, and then you start adding on all of these other layers to it where you're like, I just want a space where I can talk about this with other people that understand it, and they're not going to judge, be, you know, a jerk. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent but then you know like on a lighter note because you know that was kind of like a but on a lighter note like i said um you know by bringing more of these voices to the table like obviously my preference in fragrances is not going to be well it's a little bit closer to amina's than i think it is to yours but you find out new fragrances by talking to people and something amina had said in the episode i had her on previously was you don't really have a fragrance journey if you're only staying in the same types of fragrances which really Mm -hmm. stuck me because i've been in the i have to find every booze note known to man it's like well i'm not really growing in my fragrance journey so i wound up getting a ton of animalics and you know i'm having mixed results with those um you know the vial i accidentally shattered was an animalic so i was very fragrant (laughs) that evening (laughs) The
2: unintentional (laughs) fragrance of the
0: day. You know, having all of these voices is how you find Mm -hmm. ways to grow or notes that you wouldn't have thought about. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right.
1: Um, I mean, I think for all of us, we're all on, you know, some sort of fragrance journey. I mean, we all learn from each other always, even though we do have different tastes. But a lot of the time, I mean, I think we have very amazing women, like, in like our small platform because you know they have like those massive youtubers that have you know so many but we're kind of i think on the you know just a smaller smaller group anyway um there's a lot of women that i adore and i learn so much from even though we have separate tastes different tastes but you learn so much from them just by watching them you get like a different point of view which i think is also part of our journey you know learning um, more or l- learning about things other than what's on our vanity, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it, it's just part of the journey. It's part of it.
0: Well, just even the different ways of describing fragrances. Mm-hmm. Like, I obviously have a very, you know, we talked about like our core audience isn't necessarily super into fragrances, so it's something that they're discovering, and I write to that, so I write more about you know, experience, this is going to give you the mindset versus, you know, when Manahil is describing her fragrance of the day, the way she went through all the complexities with the notes. That's not how I'm used to describing the fragrance, (laughs) but it's nice to see how different people can take um, olfactory experiences and find a way to convey that to a reader or viewer or listener.
2: Mm Yeah. I think that's a really interesting thing because the medium that we know is something that can't actually, you know, go through the screen. Mm
0: -hmm. And,
2: you know, it's like the fragrance community is still very small and it's growing. And so I feel like we're going to constantly, I mean, I'm seeing so much more women of color, you know, women from different backgrounds, you know, as well as men. And I think as it grows, you're gonna see like different styles, like different genres of describing fragrances. One of my biggest pet peeves would be someone who like tries to put too much rules into like how you review or how a review is done because everyone like takes in a different you know, some people who like watching me might not like watching you or Corey and then some people who love watching you will hate my content. You know, it's not really it, it's like going into a bookstore. It doesn't like invalidate the other book. It's just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm into I'm into fiction and this person is into mm-hmm. historical fiction.
1: Absolutely. I even just saw like a thread, um, on Facebook, one of our fragrance groups. And someone said basically venting saying, Oh, I hate when reviewers list a notes because they sit here and they, um, memorize the notes and just read it back like what's the point and blah 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 and then it's like okay fine that's fair but then what i liked was how people were going in the comments and saying why they do like it when reviewers do this and do that even though he was just trashing every reviewer who does that which to me I think
0: not every silly, person who's watching or reading our content is no a knows about for grantica right especially the people who read what i do Mm -hmm. um or would be bothered to go like if they're going to come and read it from us they're expecting us to be able to inform them i'm saying you know i've got a journalist background so when i write something it's always you know the who what where when how and why thorough yes so i have to give them that information I'm assuming they're coming to me for that information. So I'm going to provide that for them. If I'm not giving them the notes, then I'm leaving out information for them to be able to make an informed decision. And if they even want to sample this. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. yeah.
1: And just like, you know, Manahu was saying, um, you know, certain people like certain things, but just because, like you said, there's no one way to do a thing. Mm-hmm. So this person doesn't like it when reviewers do this particular thing, but a bunch of others do. Yeah. And And, that doesn't make, doesn't mean that they're wrong, or they're, they're, you know, right. It just means, okay, they just like that. And that's it. Yeah.
2: And I think like the thing with social media, like these platforms is that a lot of the times, you know, your subscribers, viewers, followers, they, they kind of get a one-on-one kind of, you know, um, experience with you. And so they think they have a lot more say or like, they don't realize that there's people who would like whatever they're not liking right and they don't right. realize that maybe i'm not just creating contact for just specifically this one person i'm you know sometimes i want to talk to an novice. sometimes i'm talking as if i'm an expert what you know whatever the i don't know whatever yeah. i'm feeling I, yeah. I, I get you yeah
0: well and we all have our areas of maybe not expertise but experience like it is something else when i was talking with kia is like i'm prone to scent-based migraines so there's just some fragrance profiles i can't do i cannot do white florals dolce and gabbana light blue instant migraine factory for me so there's an entire realm of fragrances that i really just can't experience so i can't even describe them to mm-hmm. our viewers, which is why I think it's so important, you know, like, especially with you, Monahill for the, 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 the fragrances you're doing, like some of them, I really, I can't even wear. So I, I have can't, a lot of white. <laughs> yeah. I cannot begin to try to educate people who read our sites that might be interested in that particular, in those types of fragrances. I can't help them because I can't wear it without, you know, I am done for the rest of the week curled up in a ball.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, don't
2: I don't do want that. Anything. I'm by, I don't I can't do light blue either. I have light blue intense as a gift. Someone gifted it to me, so I had to keep it and and hopefully they never see this. But uh yeah, I cannot do, <laughs> I can't do it. I cannot you know do what? it. Strong
1: I like sharp. my light blue. <laughs> but
2: have I, have I, I have the regular
1: EDT. I have the regular EDT. One of those that I keep it for nostalgia because I got my first bottle as a gift. From, if hopefully my mom's not listening, my first boyfriend, um when I, yeah, 16 or, yeah, like 16, it was a birthday gift. And I loved it. And I used to get compliments all the time. And I went years without it. And then I recently got like a really, I think a 30 mil bottle of it, maybe sometime last summer. So I still have that. And I think I'm always going to keep it in my collection because it just, I don't know. And to hear that you guys hate it, you know. My heart's broken.
0: I I mean, I went (laughs) out and spent way too much money on that designer shape number 77 because it reminds me of Cody Truly Lace and my mom always used to wear it. Oh, I (laughs) see. I see. I have no room to judge, really.
2: (laughs) I I think actually that's one of my main main favorite things about fragrance in general, though, Mm -hmm. is those situations that we experience for me, it's far more than what's in the juice. It's just fascinating to me is the memories that are attached. Mm-hmm. And and like, I was taking this one psychology class, and it's just fascinating to me how a fragrance can instantly take you back, like nothing else. And it's just yeah, that's the strongest sense,
0: sense for memory recall, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Smell, yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. So I just think that's like a very fascinating. I think there's just so many elements to perfume. And maybe somebody doesn't want to hear about my memories with it, but I know so, some people do. Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: I'll tell you a funny story, actually. Just um, a few days ago, me and my cousin, who we were like sisters, we grew up together, uh, we went out fragrance sniffing. She's not into fragrances like me, but I just dragged. I was like, okay, I want to go to New Marcus. I want to go to uh, Nordstrom and just smell stuff. So mm-hmm. we went. And I can't remember which fragrance it was, but one of them instantly triggered a memory a childhood memory because it was like a woody and i think i mentioned um, this type of memory in the other podcast it was this woody fragrance that was slightly smoky and it reminded me of because where i come from where my parents come from a lot of the men um, deal or yeah deal african art so like old antique wooden mostly wooden pieces and that fragrance Smell just just took me back and i was like wait my cousin she grew up with me so i'm gonna see if she can tell so i gave her this strip, and i said hey smell this what does this remind you of and she smelled it and for 30 seconds and then she nailed it she's like this smells like the van of our uncles who had all these antiques in their in their wow. van and to me i found that really interesting because we're here we are two different people and we share the same memories because yeah we grew up with each other but it was just funny how we both relate related that fragrance to the same thing
0: that's mm-hmm. amazing yeah and that's I was true. like
1: wow that's really cool but yeah, yeah it was great
0: yeah for better or for worse I think the memory recall I know I trialed um uh, the Victorious mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I'm not doing any more of their stuff I'd already had it um, I'm not doing anything else because of what went down with He Smells Like Rome and the guy of that house. Um,
2: are you you have to tell us. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I basically, so He Smells Like Rome. Do you remember back late May, early June when all the protests started to kick back up? Mm-hmm. Well, He Smells Like Rome big big fan of that house and he noticed they didn't post anything for black lives matter on their social media and he asked him you know hey what's up and the guy just kind of really almost flipped out i was like you don't know what's in my heart oh I'm like well no i don't because you're not posting anything um mm-hmm. so yeah he kind of blew him off i'm like oh i see so you'll take the money and nothing else yeah mm-hmm. so i'd already had that sample i'd already paid my money for it i'm like fine whatever i'll go ahead and trial it and be done with it and i put it on and my husband Jeremiah turns around and he's like, It smells like the entrance to a JC from a mall in here. <laughs> <laughs> that is so specific. So specific. <laughs> I have the specific, the specific memory that he gave me. I mean, I, I know like sometimes you'll get um oh it smells like summer camp or whatever, but
2: mm-hmm. the <laughs> pinpointing one moment that's amazing
0: and then i'm also like wow this may have been way too much cost for (laughs) that particular juice but yeah Uh it's just the and everybody has different reactions sometimes like you get those special moments where you connect with somebody where they have the same moment or it's like with jeremiah it's like this smells like the entrance to a jc penny in a mall in kansas city you know, yeah, you're like, never oh, yeah, known. yeah,
2: I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> so it's, just, it's always fun seeing the experiences other people get. And especially if they're yeah. new to their fragrance journey, like mm-hmm. they're just getting into it. And you start to see like, oh, you see their faces like this smells really good. Yeah. And you and get to see the joy of them progressing further and further in realizing like this. This is something I actually really like.
2: Yeah. And um. I think, Amina, you had a video, I think it was your scent memory video, where you actually shared like a negative memory, I think, in association with the fragrance. And that's another interesting thing is like, it's not always good memories. It can be like negative. It's just like, I feel like it's the human experience in a bottle. That's what I kind of get from like fragrances. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting when you meet someone where this is a fragrance you love and you cannot find any fault in and someone else smelled it and it's just you know they cannot stand it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um I think for me love- I I love to joke that Jean Paul Gaultier's Le Male smells like regret. <laughs> so I love that. It smells like regret you said? Well, again, keeping in mind I am a revert, so uh you know, I had boyfriends. Mhm. So keeping in, you know, just don't judge me. I'm a revert. I had boyfriends. Um, I had right, smells... boyfriends,
1: too, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it smells like a bunch of guys I knew in college that they would just plaster it on. Like, that was their one step up from Axe, so oh, they would plaster oh that on. And I'm just like, anytime I smell it now, it's like it smells like college guys who are trying to hook mm-hmm.
2: up. <laughs> Oh, I was a good girl. I mean, I was
0: still a good girl. I didn't, but like, you, you know what I mean? That type of guy. No, I
2: know exactly what you mean. Like a tool, yeah. like a complete tool. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's,
0: that's it. what they smelled like when I was yeah. in college.
2: Oh my goodness. Axe! What a time. I know. Oh. I'm saying Axe, but I know I wore a lot of love spell when I was like younger. Love spell was mm. what I would spray all over. And I'm pretty sure now it's like a basic scent.
0: What's the
1: um, brand that did the cherry blossom scent? Was that bath? Oh, man, that was my thing. I smelled like cherry blossom, everything. I would just douse myself from head to toe before going anywhere.
2: (laughs) That was nice. I like that. And (laughs) I still have, I have the lotion right here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's a classic.
0: I was, I think, Burberry Brit for him. Okay. Because I stole my dad's bottle of it.
2: Oh, and hopefully wow. he never
0: hears oh. this because he still doesn't know I stole it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to, but it, got wound, it wound up. I went back home to visit, and then we were packing some stuff up. And I think I'm – well, I didn't mean to, but maybe I did. It wound up back there. And then I was like, well, it's here now. Oh, no, exactly. too bad. I can't possibly <laughs> take it back to him. <laughs> so, I will use it. Yeah. Curve Crush for Women – Okay. Yeah. Um, Which, um, you know, was a choice that I don't understand now when I look back on it, but it was, uh, you know, olfactory regret's still a thing.
2: Yeah. You know, our tastes change.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. As we
2: get older. So, yeah. I don't like to look back at the clothing I used to wear too. I'm like, oh my God, a puka shell necklace. Like what were they thinking? (laughs) So I, I definitely, I definitely know what you mean. Or you wear something like, you you know, when you have a song that you fell in love with and then you just mm-hmm. want to play it over and over and over and eventually you just like make yourself hate it because you listen to it so much.
0: Yeah. Right. I've done right. that
2: with the fragrances before. So sometimes now with like a, a fragrance I really love, I will kind of limit when I use it. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to bore myself from it.
1: Well, that's easy to do with a collection that, you know, like <laughs> that we have. You, we don't have that issue with wearing you know, a particular fragrance too much. We just did the e j challenge. Was it yeah. last week? I was going to
0: say, didn't you guys just do a challenge where you yeah. had to wear the same fragrance for five days in a row and y'all exactly. were like, eh, I'm done. <laughs> exactly.
1: So I, you know, we could pick any fragrance we wanted. And I was thinking, oh man, five days straight, like, how am I going to do this? Because <laughs> i literally every day just stand in front of the fragrances that i have and i'm like what Mm -hmm. am i gonna wear today and then sometimes i can't even make up my mind i'll go halfway through the day without a scent because i couldn't make up my mind
2: I (laughs) yeah
1: so with this um this challenge that we did i decided to choose something that i sampled a while back and i bought like a small bottle of it because i loved it so much but i never wore it after i got the bottle So I said, okay, let me wear it and see if I can just kind of reignite that love that I had for it at the beginning. And I'm so happy I chose it. And then part of the challenge also that I wasn't expecting was that it made it easy because I didn't have to sit in front of my collection for 10 minutes every day trying to decide what I'm going to wear. It's like, oh, I'm wearing this because I'm doing this challenge. And I think I even fell more in love with the fragrance. And I thought uh, yeah, for sure. I'm going to hate it by the, the last day. I'm, I'm going to hate it, but I love it. And now like I'm kind of hiding it because I put a, a pretty good dent in it for, for, you know, because of the challenge. Now I'm like, okay, I can't wear this for a while because I can see it just I'm decreasing gone. and I, I, I can't, you know, cause I love it so much. Um, yeah. But it was definitely a fun challenge. I think luckily we were only required to wear that scent during the day and we can wear whatever we want at night. And I'm one of those where I would wear, you know, at least day and night sometimes if I wake up early enough, then I do early, early morning, then regular morning and then night. So yeah, it just depends. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, Um, I'm three or four at a minimum. So yeah, (laughs) I saw y'all like talking about that challenge and I was just like, "Mm, yeah, have fun with that. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so we're about at the end of our hour. Um, Oh, already. I know it keeps flying by every time we yeah, do one of these. it really so, did. Like, there was I so do want to thank you about. guys for coming on. Amina, thank you for daring to come on a second time. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> and um, Manahil, hopefully your first time wasn't too painful.
2: I loved it. I had such a good time, honestly. I love talking to you, ladies. It was a lot so
0: of um, we are going to be having at least one more episode um, with. Muslimas in Fragcom, uh, depending on who else I can get. Uh, Jennifer is going to come on for this next one. So that should be interesting. Awesome. We can talk about what it's like when you live in a place where the seasons don't change and how you can oh yeah figure out your fragrances that way. Um, <clears throat> so we will have more of these coming on as well. Um, thank you guys for tuning in for our channel. We do appreciate it. We are, I do want to mention, I forgot to mention last time, uh, we are available to listen to on, um, Apple, Spotify, and a bunch of other different podcast platforms. So you can check us out on there as well. Hopefully everybody is staying safe with everything going on in the world right now. I know, Amina has some weather issues that are imminent. Yeah. <laughs> and we have fires over here. <laughs> mm.
1: Oh my goodness. It's
0: crazy. 2020
1: is a mess. The world's oh. falling apart. Big, yeah, big mess. And,
0: you know, pandemic on top of everything. So, you know, wear your mask. We also, though, we do have other podcasts on our network. I did write them down finally. So, obviously, <laughs> we have Sartorial Splendor. We have Beneath the Screen of the Ultra Critics, uh, The mentalists Unabashed Book Snobbery, That's Haram, um, Ladies First, and then we also have a weekly TTRPG, uh, Dungeons & Dragons, that type of thing, RPG live play called Fateforge Academy. It is every Friday. They are doing awesome. They're a really awesome, inclusive group. Um, We love having them as part of our network, so you can check them out as well. Ladies, thank you so much for joining me tonight and giving me an hour of your time. Thank you so much. Everybody else, that's going to be a wrap. Bye. Bye.